0: We had been discussing Chapter 6, Dhyana Yoga, Yoga of Meditation. So we have seen so far that right now I'm identified with this conditioning called body, mind and intellect. And my mind is attached to many things in this world. Wherever the mind goes and attaches itself, I identify myself with it. That becomes my desire, that becomes my goal of my acquisition, acquirement for the joy. That gives me happiness, that gives me joy by acquiring things which I consider it to have happiness in it. So this chapter tells us that now you have to make that mind to gaze inward and see what is the nature of yourself. That which I consider I am, I am this body, I am this mind, I am this intellect. What is that I am? That's the search. And once that mind gets trained to see within it peels off all the layers of my personality, so that which I consider myself to be today, today if somebody asks, who are you? And my answer, I'm an architect, I'm Nilkant Bhatt, I'm a father of such and such, I'm a son of such and such. All those are layers of my personality, which makes me who I am. When you remove all these layers one by one, then see who I am is the Self. Once I have that experience of the Self, so what we have seen in the previous verses, Atmana Atmanam Pashyan, Atmanitashyadi. Seeing the Self by the Self. He is now satisfied with the self. I was searching my identity, who I am. So we first thought my identity is to achieving that university degree. Then he said, no, no, I'm getting a good job. Then he said, no, no, success in my business, acquiring a lot of wealth. Whatever that is, I consider to be my identity. The more I achieve those things, further away it gets. Me. So now I say, what is my identity? Is It is not this, it is not that. When I peel off all those personality layers and I see who I am, then I'm satisfied with that. But once that's the Yoga Siddhi, at that point you consider yourself that you have achieved the Yoga Siddhi. So, that gives you the enormous joy, a bliss, you know, that there is nothing greater than that joy. After that, I have no other desire to achieve anything. My desire to achieve something is because of my incompleteness. If I feel complete, there is nothing to acquire. But because I feel incomplete, I try to achieve something. When I was working for other people, I always felt incomplete. That Well, this is great. Everybody (coughs) says I am doing well. But my name doesn't appear anywhere. It is my company's name. I have to have my name outside my door. When I start my own firm, I realize that that's again not really true. So you continue to move further to achieve that completeness. Once you feel complete, one said, once you see yourself by the self, you feel complete. There's nothing more to be achieved anymore. Tam vidya sanyoga viyogam yoga We learn the definition of yoga is dukkha sanyoga It also says that once I achieve that bliss, even the greatest of the sorrow will not shake me from that bliss. Very fact the Bhagavan reminds us that even after achieving that bliss. There will be sorrows. My normal life will not change. Just because I have become realized, that doesn't mean that my body will not have ailments if I don't take care of it. It does not mean that the other things around me will not go wrong. But all those changing conditioning will not shake me from my bliss, from the completeness I feel in myself. And therefore I said, the yoga is dukkha. Sanyoga Viyoga. Complete severance from Dukkha. Dukkha comes, but I don't see it in my Dukkha. My car breaks down, but I don't see me breaking down. I realize that's my car. I wish it had not broken down. It's a little inconvenience, but it's nothing but little inconvenience. I'm not going to get it fixed, and then or buy a new car, and I'll move on. Right now, whatever is happening, it is happening to me and I'm really disturbed by it. What's happening to my body, my mind, my intellect, all that is is me and that what shakes me from my happiness. But once you, once you achieve that state of understanding of who you are after peeling all this personality level by training your mind to see it correctly, then you'll be completely detached from the dukkha. A lot of unhappiness in this world, but we don't get attached to it. That detachment creates that sense of stability. So Bhagavan said, once he achieves that, he's yoga san And obviously we all have come to the conclusion that that's very difficult to achieve. Arjuna has the same question, Bhagavan said, it can be achieved. Even though this mind seems like untrainable, uncontrollable, like everything that we have seen in this world, is trainable. The wildest animals can be trained. Lions and tigers and circus are trained. So should be my mind. By abhyasena, vairagyena, by constant practice. It's the power of practice, which everybody recognizes. When I used to work for large companies and for the presentation, Marketing people say, so Neil, you have this presentation a week from now, let's practice and I say, What is that? No, practice. Then you have to practice and say now what? They say, Well, we practice again. They say, practice, practice and practice some more. That makes you perfect. So when you go there presentation, just feels out like in normal routine. Because you practice and practice and practice. Otherwise you ramble like I do. Because you don't really prepared for Abhyasana and a Vairagyana. Abhyas without Vairagya is not possible. Unless I detach my mind from somewhere, I cannot attach it here. So therefore Vairagyana, by detaching your mind from the other things which you considered up till now, give me happiness into what you think will be. And then obviously Arjuna had doubt that this seemed like a right thing to do, but I may not have enough time left. Like when I went to my music teacher, I was already in my late 40s. I said, Subhasis, you realize that I'm in my late 40s and I'm start. I want to learn music. He said, thank God you're not 60. You still have time. Well, obviously, I didn't keep up with it, but it's never too late. You have to learn anything or to start anything. But then I would doubt, I don't have much time left. Because Even in my 40s, I said, but Subhasis, my voice may not last that long. He said, so what? You practice now. So Arjuna said, but what happens to someone who has faith? He understood this is correct. This is right way to do it, but I won't have enough time and therefore I will not finish my journey. What happens to that person? When I leave halfway, like some of the Republican candidates left yesterday, you know, Jeb Bush, I cannot continue anymore. That's the end of my journey. So, what happens to all the efforts he put into his campaign? That's his question. All this money spent, all his efforts he put for the last six months, eight months. Is it in a complete vein? Normally would think typically, well, that's the end of his career, he's gone. Bhagavad Gita says the other way around. This is the only scripture which tells you that there is nothing negative about anything you do. No matter how Futile your efforts seem right now, but because you are doing it for the right cause, in a right way, in a right field, those actions shall never go unrewarded. Partha na eva iha na amutra vinasatasya vidyate, one who is working towards his own evolution, of his spiritual evolution, about finding out what is the nature of the self. His efforts are never going vain. One who is doing good, he never ends up in grief. His end will never be a bad end. He will always end up in a good situation. But now, because I have not enough time in this life, this body is mortal, my life is limited, what will happen? So, as we have seen, Bhagavan reintroduces the idea or theory of reincarnation. We were introduced in the chapter 2, very first chapter, just as when you cast off your old clothes and buy new clothes, when the old clothes are useless, No more appropriate for me. I get new clothes. This body, when it becomes not useful, the soul, the self which I considered myself, will take a new body. So what we have learned in Chapter 2 is that death is only for the body. I, the conditioned ego, still remain conditioned by my mind and my intellect, by my thoughts and my tendencies. I build my future thought by thought and action by action. So any thought is not really of no value. See, we normally consider those are just random thoughts. As for Bhagavad Gita, every thought is basically creating a channel for the next thought to come. In Gujarat, all the devas are passing by and they will say, when we were little Jawaharlal was prime minister and he went to a, a, a village called Mari. In Gujira Dima, Mari Gaya means one who has died. So Meena said she went to her parents and said, Jawaharlal Mari Gaya. It <laughs> was a joke. Her father never said that because he was a staunch congressman. How can you say Jawaharlal Mari Gaya? Jawaharlal died. Jawaharlal Mari Gaya, And, Jawala Jawala Mari Gaya. and he went to a Mari village, but even that was not tolerated, that even in a joke you say somebody has died. In our house you can say anything about death. Because we thought that that thought will have some impact on my mind. So they were saying, well, don't say that because all the devas are passing by all the time. And they will say tathastu. And that will happen. So don't do that. A way to explain to children or the people who understand that every thought, has its own value and therefore do not think negative. Always think positive. Build your future by one positive thought after another. So it is one who has built his future till now, but now the body is not cooperating. Well, he will just find another body. That was the concept we learned in Chapter 2, in reincarnation. My today was a continuation of my yesterday. My tomorrow will be nothing but a continuation of my, uh, today. I will not wake up tomorrow morning suddenly a doctor, because that's what I dreamed over the night. They make lots of money. I'm struggling. You know, let me be a doctor. No, I went to bed as an architect and I wake up as an architect. My tomorrow will always be a continuation of today. <coughs> so, Bhagwan said, even after the end of this body, it will continue into your journey of what you are building. So what will happen? It's just like when I grow out of my house, my current house, and so well, it's not too small. I need a larger house. So I look for a larger house. How large a house am I going to look for? Whatever the budget, whatever the money accumulated, and then what neighborhood am I going to look for? What are neighbor I thought are good? People go and buy houses in Churchill. Millions of dollars. And I said, are these people nuts or something? One of my associates had a house in Churchill. And he paid quite a bit of money there. And every third day he has some problem. His car is broken into, his house was broken into. And I said, well, why did you decide to buy in Churchill? He said, no, Neil, it's a cool neighborhood. I said, that cool really does not suit to me. I would rather be in a West End somewhere safer where I can park my car. But if I have to look for a house, I will never look for Churchill, right? That given, you know. So when I die, where will my conditioned self is going to look for? In the most conducive environment. If I died and my last desire was to, I should be a rock star, you know. I could not do whatever. Then I'll find a way in that environment where I can continue. And Bhagavad Gita says that you don't carry your memories with you, but you carry your tendencies with you. So carry your tendency. Therefore, at least from our scriptural perspective, as soon as the child is born, he or she displays certain tendencies. We have not raised any little child for a long time, so now we are all focused on a grandchild to see how she does. You can clearly see where she is. She is very articulate. She likes to use big words. She likes dances. She likes music. But certain things she doesn't want to put. Those are the tendencies. Those tendencies, according to our scriptures, you have developed before from your experiences in your past lives which you have carried with you. Because the mind and intellect is carrying those tendencies and finding a right house. So the next two verses says what happens to a yogi who is striving to achieve that yoga siddhi. But he is on his path of that siddhi, but he has not achieved that goal. Prapya punya kritam lokan ushitva saswati samaha Then there is a little comfort to us that all the things I wanted to experience in this life, but I could not. I had desires but I could not fulfill them. So they will be fulfilled first. The first you will experience the joys which you are looking for, the rewards of your good days. I was working hard to get to a vacation in Hawaii. So I accumulate enough earned leaves, and enough money. Then I go to Hawaii. I had two weeks of vacation, three weeks of vacation. I enjoy there without any worry. If you have turned off your cell phones and tablets and all that. And then, come back. Start all over again, wherever you left off. Suchinam, Srimatam, Gehe, Yoga Brastha, Abhijayate. One is Yoga Brasta. In other words, who has fallen from the path of yoga because of the limitations of either mind. And mind kind of wavered away, <coughs> or body, body f- fell, or intellect, intellect got diluted. But he was on the path of yoga. He will go and enjoy. Mind wavered away from the path of yoga because I thought enjoying this success is very important. As I said, when I left Houston, and Gaurang Bhai asked me, so what are you going to do? I said, I, I want to first go and design these buildings. Once I fulfill that desire, then I'll come back to Bhagavad Gita. Go fulfill your desire because as long as those desires, you won't be able to concentrate on this Bhagavad Gita. So Bhagavan said, that person who's yoga verse will go and fulfill all his desires. Bhagavan will give him an opportunity. As long as it takes, saswati samaha, no time limitation, go and exhaust all your vasanas, but then come back and start wherever you left off. Suchinam, Srimatam, Gehe, Yoga Vijayate. He will take birth in an appropriate environment. Suchinam pure and Srimatam has a proper means to support your activities. He will take birth in that household. But suppose I have no desires left. My mind did not waver away. I was on my path to achieve that Yoga. Just the body fell. Just my body is now not appropriate. No other desire, but just to go and achieve that yoga. Atva yoginam evakule bhavati dhimatam. Such a person, he does not have to go and take a vacation in between. Because no desires left, he does not go anywhere. He continues on his path without wasting any time. Therefore, he takes a birth in yoginam Evakule. He takes birth in a household of a yogi. In an appropriate environment which gives him a chance to complete his mission. So these people who we have seen the tendency like Bhagavan Sankaracharya, right from the young age, Buddha, right from the young age, he shows the tendency for this contemplation and meditation. What is the cause of all this pain in this world? Because they have come to that level. This type of birth is very really rare in this world, which we know. Because most of us come with some desires to accomplish and fulfill. <coughs> but those who have come to that point where the only thing left is to finish your last leg of your journey. So some people, even from the high school, they have completed all AP courses. Come to the college, he has not much courses to take you know, because he has already taken half and he finishes college in two years. Such a birth is very rare, but depending on where you left off in your last, you will just continue. So no actions have gone in waste. No desire will remain unfulfilled. This is the promise of Bhagavad Gita. No act will remain unrewarded or no evil act will remain unpunished. So you are the architect of your own future. That's the message in Bhagavad Gita. There is no point in blaming the society or the community or the family that you are the architect of your future. That's the message. Om Sarve Bhavant Sukhina sarve santu niramaya, sarve Bhadraani pashyantu ma kaschit dukha om shantihi shantihi shantih harihi om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari